This is Podco Media Networks. Hello and welcome to the Peace Love Plants podcast. I am your host, Marco Knox, aka the Phytogenic Chef. Today we are headed to sunny San Diego, California to talk with three doctors, all in one. Dr. Marvin Singh joins me today, and he is one of the only physicians in the entire country with training in internal medicine, gastroenterology, and integrative medicine. He's also an expert and thought leader in the field of personalized medicine. On this episode, we discuss the gut and how to optimize your overall health, probiotics, and we even touch on the topic of gluten. So get ready to expand your knowledge on optimizing your health with Dr. Marvin Singh. Dr. Marvin Singh, it's really nice to see you again. Welcome to the Peace Love Plants podcast, my friend. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for joining me. So I love your whole approach to health, and I'm excited to learn more about your practice and services. But before we do that, I've provided an introduction for our listeners, and the show notes include links for everyone to learn more about you. And honestly, we can spend an entire episode talking about your background and training. It's quite extensive and impressive. Something that really stood out to me, though, is that you're one of the only physicians in the country with training in internal medicine, gastroenterology, and integrative medicine. And the most impressive credential that I read, at least for me, is that you completed an internal medicine residency at the University of Michigan. Having grown up in Michigan, I have to say, go blue, Dr. Singh. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you're not from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, ironically, I was born in Ohio, but raised in Michigan. So. so do you have a favorite? I mean, what is it, seven universities that you've either attended or taught at? Is there anyone that's kind of your favorite or are they all kind of equally? Oh, well, I owe a lot to Johns Hopkins because uh, that was my first job. I was an assistant professor there when I finished my GI training and I made a good friend there at Johns Hopkins, Dr. Jerry Mullen. And he's uh, one of the reasons why I ended up doing integrative medicine, which totally changed my life. So I owe him and I guess the university for having him <laughs> um, a lot because I probably wouldn't have met him if I uh, didn't work there as my first job. It's funny how life kind of works out that way, you know? Full circle, huh? Yeah, full circle. <laughs> so let's start here. I read your story and it's very inspiring. But take me back to the days prior to your personal transformation. I believe you were practicing medicine, but you yourself weren't necessarily all that healthy. Am, am I right on that? That's right. Yeah. I mean, even during fellowship, when I was training, I wasn't the healthiest. And then I continued into my first job and after Johns Hopkins. And uh, I started to have some uh, times of reflection where I was just kind of wondering, what am I doing for myself? What am I doing for my patients? And what's wrong? What's missing? And so that's what kind of helped start this whole adventure into a, a different way of looking at health. Yeah. So you touched on, at least in the interview I listened to, an anti-inflammatory diet. I know your medical training was probably a, the much bigger catalyst, but was that also a catalyst for you kind of seeing a new way to your integrative medicine now? Yeah. I mean, uh, this is what kind of opened my eyes to things. I mean, there were foods that, you know, like asparagus and Brussels sprouts, I don't know that I really ever ate, you know, never <laughs> thought that I would be eating those kind of foods. But once you start eating those foods, you know, for after a couple of weeks, your tastes kind of change and 
you just feel like you start craving these kinds of foods and things like that. And, you know, I also thought I could never drink coffee. I think I remember even telling somebody I could never drink coffee if there wasn't cream and sugar in it because black coffee is disgusting. (laughs) And uh, here we are, you know, uh, espresso is one of my favorite drinks now, you know. So if you have a good quality coffee and you, you know, just kind of slowly transition yourself towards that direction, you can do it because a lot of people tell me the same thing. So I just kind of wean myself down from sugar slowly by slowly in the coffee and then started weaning myself away from the cream. And now I'm drinking black. (laughs) It's interesting how the palate adjusts, isn't it? Yeah. I remember when I first changed the way I ate, I craved a lot of those sweets and those fats and those salts. And now if I have them, they seem almost overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just too much. So... Do you ever use any plant-based milks in your coffee or are you just straight? Sometimes, you know, we'll use uh, coconut milk or almond milk or something like that. Yeah. I make a cashew milk. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot over the recipe for you. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. I'm still waiting for this jackfruit burger recipe. Oh, I owe, I owe you that, don't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably keep seeing it in my feed and it's going, you know, I need to contact Marco. Remind him. <laughs> Gently nudge him. <laughs> so let's transition into your current practice. I think a lot of people, and at one time myself included, believe that if you eat healthy and work out, you've kind of done all you can and the rest is, you know, it's up to fate. But there, there's a lot more to it. Can you take us through some things that uh, we all can do to help our overall health? Yeah, you know, exercise and diet are certainly two major key components, but there are a lot of other aspects of health and wellness that people forget or they take for granted, they overlook it as being, you know, that important. Even looking at sleep hygiene, you know, how much sleep are you getting? Looking at how you're modifying stress, uh, even how much you're hanging out, how much fun you're having, how strong your social interconnectedness is and what kind of toxins you're exposed to. These are all also very important parts of health and wellness. And we know that all of these things can influence you know, the length of your telomeres and uh, telomerase activity, which influences, you know, the health of your chromosomes. They also influence your microbiome and uh, surely they will affect all the metabolites or chemicals that are produced by, you know, the microbiome as well. So uh, the whole body is really interconnected. And I found in myself, and I learned this firsthand because I started with just, you know, diet and exercise, because that's what seems to make the most sense, you know, when you're just kind of starting off. And, you know, yes, I did lose weight and things got better. But then you kind of hit a plateau. So you felt like, oh, is this all I'm going to get? 10 pounds, 15 pounds, that's all I'm going to get out of this, you know? But then I started adding in meditation and breath work and some of these other things we just talked about, making sure you're sleeping enough. And there you go. It's almost like the engine revved up again and, and the body started losing weight uh, one more time on round two. That's amazing. So when the body is communicating together, all systems are working together. It's most efficient. It's like an orchestra, I tell people. It's like, you know, the conductor can wave the stick, but if he waves the stick only at, you know, one guy in the orchestra, you know, he might play good music, but it's not going to sound as good as if all the different members of the orchestra are playing together in harmony. 
Yes, in harmony. I love that. So you touched on breath work. Do you you obviously practice pranayama and breath work? Is that something you start your day with, end your day with, middle of the day, or all of the above? Sometimes all of the above, you know, uh, at least in the beginning and the end of the day. But if I have time around lunchtime or or whenever, if something stressful is going to happen, if I have to go to the hospital, do something important, I might take a minute or two to do something like that then. Yeah. I think it's important that a lot of people take that time for themselves to really reflect and breathe in your biome, right? Breathe in your your environment and just sit still for a little bit. Let the let the body and mind calm down. Yeah, and I, I don't think you have to do 30 minutes every time so people think the yeah. time is overwhelming. I mean, just doing a couple cycles of the four, seven, eight breath, very simple, easy breath to do. I mean, that's like 90 seconds. I mean, you got 90 mm-hmm. seconds, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Put down the phone, quit scrolling Instagram yeah. and breathe a little. <laughs> yeah. A couple less <laughs> Facebook updates, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's talk about some of the services that you offer in your practice. I was on your website uh, yesterday preparing for this talk, and it's amazing what you do. And, and one thing that I wasn't familiar with is uh, telemedicine. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and what it entails? Yeah, so I have many practices, actually. Uh, I have a regular gastroenterology practice, regular GI practice, and then I started the Precision Clinic. And that's my practice where I do telemedicine consults, and we see people in person as well. But we look at things from a different perspective. So I do a lot of integrative medicine, you know, health and wellness type of conversations to help people understand how to optimize their health. We look at the microbiome and genes and sensitivities and, you know, inflammatory markers, all kinds of stuff like that to help kind of guide a very personalized recommendation for people. And uh, it's pretty easy. We just get on the computer like we are today and we just meet face to face over the video and we have a conversation. So if you live in a different place, you don't necessarily have to come all the way to San Diego to see me. That's amazing. But I mean, who wouldn't want to come to San Diego? (laughs) It is beautiful. It was uh, 75 yesterday. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love San Diego. It's one of the uh, prettiest parts of the country. My brother lives in San Marcos, so I try to get out there as often as I can. That's not very far, actually. uh, We should meet up next time you're here. For sure. One of your offices, or maybe your primary office, is what, in Encinitas? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Encinitas is pretty close to San Marcos. Not far at all. It's interesting. My first time in uh, Southern California, I think I was in the LA area and I had to go to San Diego. And it was one o'clock in the afternoon and someone said, what time do you have to be in San Diego? I said, oh, sometime, sometime this afternoon. I said, you should have left yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic. You, you learn that pretty quickly. The LA part is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to transition to a topic that I know you're, you're very versed on, and I've, I've, I've heard you speak on it, actually, and it seems to be a hot topic right now, of gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because in an interview, I heard you speaking about this very subject, and it resonated with me because I recently listened to Dr. Zach Bush talk about this as well. You mentioned, and also Dr. Zach Bush mentioned, that you can go to a different part of the world and eat the same foods per se, and Mm -hmm. not have this sensitivity. And the link that I found you both speak about was just mind-blowing to me. Can you speak a little bit about that and and tell our listeners what that link is? I think the wheat of today is not the same as the wheat of maybe 100 years ago or something like that. So we use a lot of pesticides and we genetically modify our foods a lot here. 
maybe not as much in other parts of the world. And so this could be potentially part of the reason why we have so much issue here where they might not have in Europe, for example, because Europe is one of the classic examples. People always say, you know, I I definitely can't eat gluten here. But when I go on vacation, you know, in England or or France, I, I don't have a problem at all. And it's not like a myth. I hear this all the time. People tell me this all the time because, you know, they come back from their vacations and they come and give us an update in the office. So I think it's definitely a real thing. And I think the gluten here, you know, I tell people gluten's not a health food, so you don't need it really to, you know, live. <laughs> there are other kinds of grains and things like that. If you need a grain that you can, you know, use in your diet, but you don't have to have something packed with gluten because it's the gluten and the type of gluten that may be affected with all these pesticides and, and herbicides and things like that, that could be altering our microbiome and causing us to have more of a leaky gut. And uh, when that happens, then we may be more prone to having other issues like inflammatory issues, autoimmune issues and things like that. I have uh, a jar of probiotics in my refrigerator right now. <laughs> And I looked at my wife this morning and I said, you know, I'm talking to Dr. Marvin Singh today. And she goes, oh, that's perfect. You've got the probiotics. I said, uh-huh. I don't know if he would actually recommend I, I take these unless I'm like you just got done traveling or coming off a cold or maybe had some antibiotics in my system. What is the, the deal with all the probiotics these days? You see it everywhere. It's the buzzword. Take your probiotics. Take your probiotics. Yeah. Can you take it in a supplement form or is it better to get it through your whole foods? Well, you know, both might not be a bad idea. I mean, if you are trying to reduce the amount of supplements and stuff you're taking, obviously, I always prefer a food form of something if if that's a possibility. So, you know, uh, eating kimchi, for example, will give you the probiotics and also give you the nutritional value of the actual food that you're getting. Otherwise, when you take a supplement, you may get some of the probiotic, but There's no vegetable or fiber to that matter. It's just a capsule. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, obviously if you have a problem, like you're having, you get, you know, got sick, you have a stomach bug or you're traveling, want to boost your immune system, things like that, you know, probiotics uh, definitely have a role. They may also have a role in general gut health as well, but that can become a little bit more of a complicated question. Depends on if you have any symptoms, how your bowel habits are and how you're feeling. I use that to kind of make a judgment on whether I right away, you know, uh, suggest a probiotic to somebody or not. It's really hard to know which probiotic is necessarily the best for somebody either because, you know, we've got trillions and trillions of bacteria already in our gut. And then you're going to take one pill which may have, you know, anywhere from one to, you know, a a dozen different strains in it. Are those strains going to be welcomed? Are they going to help? Are they not going to help? Are you going to feel better? Are you going to feel worse? So that's why sometimes, you know, a probiotic may make somebody feel better and that same probiotic might make somebody not feel better. I think it's just because we're choosing them without any science or, you know, evidence to suggest that this probiotic will be good for you. And so, you know, a lot of what I do in Precision Clinic is trying to make a best guess by looking at the microbiome and 
looking at how somebody's feeling and talking to them about their symptoms and then, you know, making a decision together over which probiotic may or may not be better for them. Sometimes we do precision probiotics because there's a company that can sequence your microbiome and they help formulate the probiotic for you that might be best suited for your microbiome. So sometimes we do that too. That's amazing. So they can literally tell what probiotic is best for your particular system. They make their, you know, the scientists look at the microbiome. They look at, you know, the information you fill out on your health questionnaire and sometimes even talk to you and they try to make a judgment and then they put the microbes together in one pill and they send it off to you. Fascinating. Wow. But probiotics is just one aspect of it. I was listening to a, a different podcast that you're on and you spoke about not only probiotics, but prebiotics and symbiotic. Is that, is that it? Mm-hmm. Three. What are, what are the differences? So probiotic is basically a bacteria. So it's a good guy bacteria. A prebiotic you can think of as like a fertilizer for the good bacteria. So this is the fibrous substance, the food that the bacteria needs to eat so that it can live and flourish. And then uh, some products are called symbiotics, and that's basically just a combo of a probiotic and a prebiotic. So syn means together, so it's like work together. So that's kind of how they, I guess they came up with that name. I love it. So if someone were to take it, they should probably try the symbiotic. Well, you know, sometimes prebiotics can really upset somebody's stomach and give them a lot of uh, side effects. So sometimes, you know, it depends on, you know, if there's a large component of prebiotic to the supplement that they're going to take or not. It may not be a big deal, but um, sometimes I just have them start with a probiotic and then we'll very slowly kind of ramp up a prebiotic and and see how it makes them feel. Mm -hmm. You mentioned leaky gut earlier, and that's that's a term I'm familiar with, but I'm not sure I really know what it means. My mind wanders and kind of, and it (laughs) might be exactly what my mind wanders to think it is, but can you explain it to everybody what, what that truly means? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we think that uh, you you would think that this gut that we keep talking about is like a, a big fortress with uh, a lot of layers of protection, but actually it's not. So it's only one cell layer thick. So if you just imagine these rectangles all lined up, and these are all the rectangles are like little cells and, you know, lining the gut. And you imagine that they're connected by little drawbridges. So you got, you know, a couple of bars going across. These little drawbridges are called the tight junctions. So it's these tight junctions that is basically what's keeping stuff in and out of your bloodstream through the gut. If you have an insult to those drawbridges, like say a bomb of glyphosate or Roundup, you know, it hits, attacks one of these drawbridges, then you have a breach in security. And uh, then things that are in the gut, like bacteria, food particles, you know, other toxins, whatnot, now they have the opportunity to cross that drawbridge, which has been destroyed, and get into the bloodstream. Once they're in the bloodstream, then your body, your immune system starts saying, well, what the heck is this? I see carrots in the blood. We should do something about this. And uh, they start launching an attack. And so when they launch an attack... It could be that the stuff that they're attacking happens to be near your knees and you get an arthritis or close to the skin surface and you have psoriasis or could make up any organ system really. And that's why people have different autoimmune diseases that affect 
different areas of the body. It's because that's where the battle began. Fascinating. So if someone is experiencing even minor systems like eczema or even acne or anything, right, they really may want to go back and look at their gut health to identify where and why it's happening versus just an over-the-counter cream or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut. He didn't know anything about leaky gut, but he was pretty much spot on. <laughs> that is spot on. I love your analogy about it too. I'm, I mean, three MDs, you almost could be a general as well with the attacking and the, <laughs> and the armies heading forward. Strategic. I can, huh? be, I can be a little crazy with my analogies, but I think they, they make it easy <laughs> to understand. <laughs> they do. I was with you. I'm picturing it all. I've got the rectangles and the bridges and all that going on. <laughs> I love it. So let's close this thing out here in a couple minutes. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast because you've recently launched one and you've had some fascinating guests on there. Somebody with the same name as you too, I think. What? <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to do the shameless plug, but... That was a spoiler, everyone. <laughs> it's over. It's a spoiler alert. Dr. Marvin Singh dropping truth bombs. <laughs> so how's that going for you? Are you having fun awesome. with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the podcast is called Precision, the Health Cast, and... I got a whole uh, awesome lineup of people. We just launched it this past month and putting out the episodes now. And it's been very well received so far. I try to get, uh, you know, some of the top experts and scientists and different topics. And we just uh, talk, you know, brief conversations about half an hour about, you know, whatever their expertise is. So we can kind of spread the knowledge of health, wellness and precision medicine. I love it. Share the message far and wide. <laughs> when do they usually launch? Is there a certain day of the week they come out or is it? Yeah, usually on Friday, we'll push it out. And I've been doing them every couple of weeks now. Maybe in the future, we'll be doing it every week. But for the start, we've been launching a new episode every other week. You are a busy man. I yeah. mean, wow, a lot <laughs> going on. <laughs> so we've talked about the practice. We've talked about before you are living this uh, healthier lifestyle. What's next for you? It can be either personal or with your practice or a little bit of both. What's anything you can leak out to the people that uh, might be impressive or, or interesting to them? Yeah, these days I think the the question is better asked as what's not next. <laughs> <laughs> I am starting to write my own book. So that's one thing. I'm working on a book wow. chapter for another book. We got the podcast going on, doing a lot more traveling and speaking in different places. So I'm going to be in Toronto in April and going to Romania in May. So spreading the knowledge of integrative medicine to uh, all different parts of the world. So a lot of exciting stuff uh, on the horizon. I love it. I love it. You don't stop. <laughs> well, that is really great stuff, Dr. Singh. I sincerely appreciate your time. It was really fun getting to know you a little bit better. Second time seeing you, so this is great. Yeah. And I am far more intelligent now than I was <laughs> about a half hour ago, so thank you for that. Anything you want to leave with the people? It's a very exciting time in medicine. We're learning a lot of things about a lot of different parts of our body, and we're trying to figure out how to deal with that information. And that's one of the fun things that I am doing in my new practice, Precision Clinic, is trying to use all this latest and greatest and trying to put it all together for people so that we can make use of this information now because there's no better time to be healthy than today is what I say. 
That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Singh. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. All right, everyone. That was Dr. Marvin Singh. Please be sure to check out my show notes to learn more. And until next time, peace, love, and plants. Be the conductor of your own orchestra, and you will see your health perform in harmony. Solid advice from Dr. Singh. In fact, speaking with Dr. Singh, I realized that mastering your own health isn't as complicated as we all sometimes make it out to be. Now, I understand there are conditions that are truly complicated, and I'm not pretending to know how to address those situations. I will leave that to the professionals. But if we just take the time to slow down, breathe, exercise, love one another, and stay mindful of what's truly important, I mean truly important, the body will respond favorably. You know, it's interesting. A common thread in my guest lineup thus far has been pranayama. In other words, breath work. If you practice this, you know how powerful the effects are. If you don't, I invite you to give it a shot. You might just be pleasantly surprised. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Dr. Singh, and perhaps you learned a few things that will help you out. Please be sure to check my show notes for more information on everything that he has going on. It's quite a bit, and as you just heard, he's a wealth of knowledge. That's a wrap for this episode, but please come back next Monday because my guest is Jeff Palmer, CEO of Clean Machine Plant-Based Fitness Nutrition. He's a man on a mission, and his story of redemption is emotional and inspiring. You don't want to miss it. Until then, peace, love, and plants.